You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Shem Yisrael 5780, 2020. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Matos and Masay, and I'd like to read to you a medrash, an amazing medrash from the end of Parsha's Matos. And we have the story of the Bnei Gad and Bnei Ruvain. There were two tribes who, they had a lot of Mikneirav, they had a tremendous amount of cattle, and before the Jewish people had entered into the land of Israel, so there was an opportunity for them to say, we would like to take this, the, the section, the area, which is on the other side of the Jordan River from the land of Israel, and we would like to bring our families, our children, our cattle to that, that place. There was a tremendous amount of mira, uh, of cattle grazing area. So they said, we would like to have that space. And now, the way that our Chazal approach this thinking of the Bnei Gad and the Bnei Ruvain, the children of God and Ruvain, is with a negative outlook, as we'll see. And I think there's a very powerful lesson to, that we can take for ourselves in our times. Medrash says like this, There was a tremendous amount of cattle, the Bnei Ruven and Bnei Gad. Halacha. The Medrash says an amazing thing, very interesting thing. There are three gifts that Hashem gives into the world. If a person receives the gift from Hashem, if a person receives these one of these three gifts, so then he will get all the desires of the world. The first of the three gifts is wisdom. If a person has wisdom, he has so much, he has everything. If a person has physical strength, if a person is strong, has ability, with each of these things, a person wields the power of these things, and they can have a tremendous effect on the world. A person who has physical strength can accomplish things. If a person has wealth, so then he's merited everything. Each of these things, in and of itself, is such an amazing, powerful thing that Chazal tell us, if a person gets it from a spiritual source, from a Kaddish Baruch from God, so then it can have an amazing effect. Emasai says the Medrash, when is this true? When they are gifts of the heavens, they are gifts from Hashem, and they come from the strength of the Torah. But if a person just has physical strength, a person has physical wealth, a person has any of these three things from his own power, not because of God, he didn't receive it as a gift from Hashem, he's grabbed the gift, so to speak, so then, it's not a good thing. It's nothing. King Solomon says, He says, I have sat and I've seen beneath the sun, in this world, those who are light-footed, they don't have the speed. Those who are strong, they're not the winners at war. Those who are wise, they don't necessarily have their needs provided for. Those who are wise, they don't have wealth. Those who have, have yidiya, knowledge, they're not the ones who have chen, they don't have grace. If it doesn't come from Hashem, it can be lost. If it comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if it's a gift from Hashem, so the person receives it, and they hopefully will use it properly, but they won't lose it. The Pasuk says also in regards to a verse in Jeremiah. This is what God says, this is in chapter 9, verses 22 and 23. A person who is wise should not praise himself for his wisdom. A person who is strong shouldn't 
praise himself for his strength. Person who is rich, he has wealth, he shouldn't praise himself for his wealth. He says, who is the one who can praise himself? Those who know God. Those who have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the implication of that verse is that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in a person's life, when God, when God is in a person's life, so then the results are that the person gets all that he needs. He has strength, he has wisdom, he has wealth, and he won't lose them. Says the Medrash, as we've seen, that when a person has these gifts, but he didn't get it from God, meaning he's grabbed it for himself, so then he loses it in the end. Where do we see this? We see this in regards to the nations of the world, and we also see this in regards to some Jews. There were two wise people. One was from the Jewish people, and one was from the nations. Achitofel Israel, Achitofel and Bilam, they both had wisdom, and they both were lost from the world. Why? Because they didn't get it from God, so to speak. They, perhaps they misused their wisdom, or they didn't properly develop their relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with God. There were two mighty powerful people, who, one was from the Jewish people, and one was from the, the nations of the world. Samson was among the people of Israel, who had this great strength, but abused the strength. He didn't properly focus. He went after the sight of his eyes. And Goliath, from the nations of the world, both of them were destroyed, they were lost from the world. And I think when we say, generally speaking, when our sages refer to this kind of Lushan, use this kind of language of, they were lost from the world, it means that they are lost, their accomplishments were lost, not just from the physical world, but even from the spiritual world. They don't, it's, I'm, I'm saying this shot myself, but perhaps they don't have a place in the world to come. We also find two very wealthy individuals, one from the Israel, the nation of Israel, from us, from the Jewish people, and one from the nations of the world. Korach was a member of the Jewish people. He was very wealthy. In fact, till this very day, in Yiddish, there's an expression, Reich wie Korach, someone who's as rich as Korach. Haman, the antagonist of the, of the story of Esther. So, he was very rich. And they both were lost from the world. Now, what does this have to do with us? What does this have to do with our Parsha? What was the problem? The problem was that it wasn't a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It didn't come out of their relationship with God. It didn't come out of a spiritual place. It, end, it, it was from the fact that they grabbed it. It was something that they tried to grab, that which was not theirs, and in the end, they didn't retain their wealth, they didn't retain their strength, they didn't retain their wisdom. They were lost from the world. So here's where we get back to our Parsha. The sons of God and Ruvain, the members of these two tribes, so they had an improper focus. They were very rich, and they had a tremendous amount of cattle. Here's the thing. They made their material wealth important, and they lived outside of Israel. They chose not to enter. Can you imagine the Jewish people are coming to the land of Israel, there's a geula, there's a redemption going on. The Jewish people have Mashiach ben Yosef at their head. Yehoshua was from the tribe of Ephraim. He was Mashiach ben Yosef of that time. And they're about to conquer the land of Israel. 14 years of kibush. 
that's it. We're gonna Jewish, the Jewish people are reaching there. The historic moment of the of coming the promise to Abraham, which was that the Jewish people, his children, his progeny would receive the land of Israel. It's coming to fruition, and they choose to stay outside of Israel. They don't come back. They're not interested in coming to Eretz Israel. Why? Because they're concerned about economic matters. Look, we have a lot of uh, cattle. At those time, in those times, the cattle was the main indicator of economic success. Now, what was the result? So therefore, they were the first ones to end up in exile. They were the first ones to go. It says in in Chronicles, First Chronicles, chapter five, verse twenty-six, that who were the first people to go into Golis to be exiled? It was these two Shvatim and the half Shevet of Menashe who had stayed outside of the land of Israel. So what's the result of being overly concerned about economic issues and therefore not coming to Eretz Yisrael? The result is exile. That which they were trying to get was lost. They didn't have that proper connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They were missing the essence of life. And so they were lost from the Jewish people for all time. It's because they separated themselves from their brothers. They didn't follow after those who were going to the land of Israel. They didn't follow their proper destiny, the destiny of the Jewish people, which is to live in the land of Israel and to be connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a place where the eyes of God are here. There's special Hashkacha Pratis, divine providence in the land of Israel that exists nowhere else in the world. They didn't follow after their brothers and instead they were more concerned about economic concerns. So we see this from the idea that it says in the verse, they had a tremendous amount of cattle, that's why they asked for that section which was outside of the land of Israel. It wasn't Israel proper. Okay? That's the first message that I want to read to us that's so important to understand. There's very many who would love to come to Eretz Yisrael, would love to live in the land of Israel today, but economic concerns. I think this is a very powerful message. Where do we belong? Where? What is the result of not recognizing that it's the time to return? What is the result of not recognizing that the Geula is imminent, that the, the land has already been conquered by the Jewish people? Returning here is going on. So over 7 million strong. Almost half of Klal Yisrael is here. Soon prophecy will return. Why are we not back in America? Why are we, I'm sorry, why are we back in America? Why are we not coming back to Eretz Yisrael? This is a question we need to ask ourselves, and we need to seriously ask ourselves. And I'd like to share with you another piece in the Medrash, another Medrash, just also a beautiful piece on the story of, of, uh, of uh, the, the sons of Bnei Gad, Bnei Reuven. They're like this, Dabarachim, Mekin, Rav. The verse says that the heart of the wise is on the right. The right side always represents chesed, kindness, strength. Right. The left side represents weakness. So the weaker hand is the left hand. It's the emotional part of the person. The right hand represents the intellectual part of the person. The answer tov. The, the heart of the wise, excuse me, what is the, the aspect of the right side? It's the heart, the right heart is the heart, the Yitzhar Taiv, the good inclination. What is the heart of the fool which is on the left? That's the Yitzhar Hara, the evil inclination of a person. 
Now the Medrash goes through a, a number of different things. Lev Chacham Le'iminai, the heart of the wise is on the right. Elohim HaTzadikim, She'inaisen Le'il Matayr She'hi Mi'amin. What is wisdom? What is the heart of the wise? What's the right side? What's supposed to be strong in a person's life? It's the heart of the, of the wise, those who learn Torah. Those who follow the spiritual Torah, the spiritual advice of God. Shenemar, Mimina Eish, Das Lamay. The Torah is referred to as something that's on the right side. The fire, the fiery law, which is to the right. The heart of the, of the fools is on the left. What is this heart? It's the heart of the wicked. What is their focus? Their focus is to get rich. On the left side is wealth and honor. Another explanation is what is the heart of the wise that's on the right? This is a reference to Moses. What is the heart of the foolish ones? This is the sons of Reuven and God who made the main thing to be secondary and the secondary thing to be main. What is it? This is a famous Chazal. It's a very important idea. Also, it goes in line with what we spoke about previously in the previous Medrash. That what was the foolishness of the, of the Bnei Gad, the Bnei Reuven, the sons of God and Reuven, what was, the, what was the mistake that they made? It was that they placed their economic concerns above the concerns of their children. Why? They said, we want to build pens for our sheep and for our cattle, and we want to build cities for our children. So they put the, their economic concerns before their children. Moses said to them, it's, what you just said is, is foolishness. The main thing, the main thing. The first thing that he says is, okay, build cities for your children. And then afterwards, he says to them, build pens for your sheep and your cattle. Okay? So it's so important. What is the mistake? The mistake of economic concerns. Of course, a person needs to have economic concerns. A person needs to be able to live. A person needs to, of course, be able to support his family. But what comes first? What's more important? The lives of the children, the homes for their children, or the pens for their cattle. They had it backwards. And Moshe corrected them. This is what it means that the heart of the wise is to the right. This is Moses. This is the foolish heart. The foolish heart is on the left. That's a reference to the sons of, of God and Reuven, that they made a mistake about what's more important. Economy or life, the life of their children. I was, as I was reading this, I was thinking about, you know, what a mistake. What a mistake that's being made in the world right now, placing economy before life. Allowing economies to open that can cause, heaven forbid, the loss of life, which is already going on. And expanding. what a foolishness, but it's the same foolishness. It's the same mistake of not coming to Eretz Yisrael. Why didn't they want to come into Eretz Yisrael? Because of economic concerns. Their focus was on their money. What's the problem with that? Well, we need to have money. We need to be able to support our families. If That's also pikuach nefesh. It's also a concern of the soul. It's also a concern. People can't live if they don't have money. But the Torah says to us, the first concern is always the soul. The first concern is always life. 
when economy is the first thing on a person's mind, when the money is what's first on a person's mind, instead of the spiritual life, which is oh, oh, so close. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is known as Elohim Chayim, the God of life. Right? If life is first, if Pikuach Nefesh is first, so then you have life, you have connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If God is first, economic concerns are second. We'll figure out the economy. The answers to all life, as the altar of Navarik always says, Kol all the answers to life can be answered with spiritual answers. If I have a relationship with God, then everything else falls in line. Because who provides for me, if I'm more concerned about, the first thing that my concern is about economic concerns, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. So what does Hashem say? You are more concerned about economy, more than the souls, more than the souls of your children. The blessings don't come there. You're just left with your own plans, your own ishtalos, your own efforts. The blessings... God can give us so much more, so much more, so much more than what we think that we can accomplish with our efforts. And I'm not saying that we don't have to have efforts. I'm not saying that we, we don't have to be concerned about economy, but that's not first. It's not first. And it's not even something that we can ultimately control with all the best PR and all of the economic tips of the experts. It's out of our control. Kodesh Bohu is in charge of it no matter what we do. Now the question is, do we choose that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will say to us, okay, do it your way, or do we ask Him for the blessings? Do we work on our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the economy second? Our relationship with our business is second. What's the first thing that I do in my life? Is that I sit down and I learn? Or is it I sit down with my work and I, I learn later? What's the ikker and what's the tuffle? What's the main thing? And what's the secondary thing? That's the mistake that the Bnei Gadam and Eruven made. And the result was... Hashem says to them, there's no blessing here. The verse in Proverbs says, a confused inheritance comes at first. If a person is concerned with his inheritance, with his economic concerns, and that's the first thing on his mind, in the end, there's not going to be blessings. Don't work so hard to be rich. Stop all of your intuitive understandings. All the things that you think are going to succeed. Just quit it. Just stop. Just focus. What is the main thing in life? Spirituality. Relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Taira. Learning. Eretz Yisrael. This is the place. This is where the real connection occurs. This is where the real Hashgach Pratis is. Why? Because you must have it. You must have it here. It's not as good. It's not as easy. The the economic situation here has improved drastically from what it was years ago, even 10 years ago. But it's not the same. But it's specifically not the same because we need to depend on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not the government, not the stimulus plans, not the 3,000 shekels that they're going to put in my bank account. I can't depend on them. What happens when they collapse? Chas v'shom, heaven forbid. What happens when the government stops borrowing from the future? And says, you know, we got troubles. I can only depend on a Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's it. Ve'ezehu Asher. Says the Medrash, who has true wealth? As we, as we started off, who is the one with the true wealth? Who is the one who has true wisdom? Who is the one that has all of the true blessings? Ezehu Asher HaSamech V'chalko. 
someone who is happy with what he has. If I already realize that I have everything, that's a Kaddish Baruch Hu, you know. I've connected to God. When I realize that I already have everything, Hashem is always giving me everything that I need. I've made it this far. Throughout my entire life, I've always had what I need. I'm trying so hard to get more, to get more, to guarantee that I will have what I need. But I've already had. I'm already good. I'm taken care of. Hashem has always taken care of me. He always takes care of me. He will always take care of me. The, the work of your palms when you will eat, very interesting that he brings this Pasuk, because the Pasuk sounds like it's talking about my efforts. It's talking about my efforts. But I think what it's saying is exactly what the Medrash just said. When I have what I have, I'm not trying to do too much. It just means the work of my hands. It doesn't mean the work of the 10 PR agents. It doesn't mean the work of, the, of all of the efforts and all of the expert advice of all of the experts who have made millions. Simple. The work of my hands. What I was able to do with my two hands. It's very simple. It's not a lot. It's just the right amount. When I'm happy with what I have, you're blessed and you have good. And that's something unique about Eretz Yisrael. You see this here. You see people are happy with what they have. They don't need to have two cars. So many people don't even have one car. You don't need that. There's public transportation. You can take a bus. You know, open the windows. If you're afraid of Corona, put on a mask. Open the windows. You can take a bus. We have everything that we need. I already have it. I don't live in a mansion. I live in an apartment. Eretz Yisrael, you can, there are people who have nice houses. Also, don't worry. If that's your standard doesn't have to be such a high standard. That's the point. The Medrash is telling us the, the mistake of the B'nai Gadam and Eruvin is they didn't return to Eretz Yisrael. They didn't come here. And I say return because Avram Avinu, Yitzhak, and Yaakov lived in Eretz Yisrael. They left. They went into Gullus for, for 210 years. They were returning. They had a chance to return to the promised land. They didn't follow their brothers to the promised land. They, they, what was the result? The result was exile. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. That we should be zechet to this blessing. The focus, what's, what's the most important thing? Our children, our lives, our very lives. Spirituality, connection to God, Eretz Yisrael. Hashem should bless us to recognize this truth. And that we should be able to give up all the economic concerns and focus on spirituality and know with bitachin chazak, strong, powerful faith in Hashem, confidence in Hashem, that everything that we need, Hashem will provide. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.